I always tell people like, okay, like if that person rejects you, either way you planted the seed for them. So like next, they're going to come across it again and be like, oh shit, like maybe I shouldn't have rejected that really cool person because like over herpes, because now I know better because it is, a lot of people do have it as I'm now experiencing. All right. Well, welcome everybody to another episode of Girls Gone Deep. We're going deep in more ways than one, talking all things sex, non-monogamy, all the dirty details and serious stuff that goes on in our brains and what brings us joy. So I'm Elle. And I'm V. And we have a guest today. So we're going to welcome Trisha from Safe Slat. Thanks for being here. Yay. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming. This is so cool and so serendipitous, I feel, because... You know, I found you on Instagram because I'm always looking for awesome sex meme pages. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I stumbled upon yours. So it's safe.slut. If anyone wants to look it up right now while we're talking, <laughs> check it out. Uh, and then I saw on your story one day that you were running a book club. And so I was like, oh my God, they're talking about the ethical slut. I got to get on that. And so I joined and you were just asking everyone where you're from. Da, da, da. And we found out we live like around the Down corner the from yeah. each other. Yeah. <laughs> so <Neighbors>. wild. Yeah. <laughs> it like, doesn't happen in New York also. Yeah. Like, oh my God, it never happens. I wish yeah. it happened with like people that I wanted to date. It's like, happened to me twice. <laughs> Actually, someone that lives on your street a little bit further down, mm-hmm. um, I dated. Available now? Uh, yeah, probably, but. Do, do we want or we don't want? Red flag. Oh, red, red flag. flag. No. Got okay. it. Makes it. <laughs> he actually was one of the few people who rejected me for having herpes. Oh, yeah. wow. But he gets cold sore, so he has herpes. So he is a big, big himbo. So it's almost wow. like a shame, like a guilt shame thing. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, oh, well, so that's interesting. Let's dive in. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I think we can talk about that at some point. No, that's perfect. So, how did you start the Save Slut Instagram page? So, I was diagnosed with genital herpes in November 2019. Um, and I always like from like day one, I w- knew I was going to be public about it. Like I just had this like strong feeling about it. Um, so the reason I started safe slut was to destigmatize herpes. I started as just a way to find community and, um, yeah, destigmatize herpes cause it's stigmatized for no reason. So there are two types of herpes. I'm not well averse in it. So mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I was so excited for having you on is because, I think people don't talk about it enough, mm-hmm. including myself. And so I'm not educated. Right. So and educate us. Yeah. Yeah. And it's <laughs> no one's fault. Like in our sex education growing up, like we weren't taught any of this. So like no one, no one just from was like, um, you know what? I'm going to learn a lot about herpes. I'm just going to Google herpes and go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I'm in the medical profession and I was like, wow, I know about viruses, but I don't know specifically about this one. And so mm-hmm. I'm excited to pick your brain a little bit about some yeah. of the all yeah, well, because you're because you're definitely going to be more of the expert than me. <laughs> yeah. I've had yeah a lot of experience, <laughs> um, but yeah. So there's HSV one and HSV two. So that's usually what would cause oral herpes or genital herpes. You can have either one in either location. Um, so cold sores, which people usually would just have HSV one, don't realize that they can transmit that generally when going down on someone. So like even if you got a cold sore as a kid that can still be transmitted genitally, Mm -hmm. um, which is how a lot of people are getting genital herpes because people are doing more oral than ever. So 
can I pass it if I have it, if I get cold sores randomly mm-hmm. and I don't have one right now and I go down on you, can I pass it? It's possible. Yeah. So because you're most contagious when you have a cold sore, but there's also something called shedding, which is when you are sim- like you're not symptomatic, but you're contagious. Like your your like viral load is a little bit higher. Is that whatever. always? No. So the longer you have herpes, the less you're going to shed. The less symptomatic you are, the less you're going to shed. So mm-hmm. like if you've had it since you were a kid, you get it like maybe like once every two years. Like chances are really low. Um, I like avoid numbers and like percentages because herpes just happens sometimes and sometimes it doesn't. Mm, yeah. I just like it's pointless to like be like, oh, well, there's a 2% chance. Well, it's like, okay, well, then there's still a chance. So like, yeah, exactly. it, doesn't, okay. yeah it doesn't matter. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't um, it's interesting. Like people always will identify as like, oh, it's a cold sore. It's not herpes. It's a, such a myth that no, it is. And mm-hmm. it's about, there's a huge percent of the, now you're talking about not using percentages, but there are a huge percent of the population that have cold sores. Yeah. I'm one of them. Yeah. And I don't get them very frequently. It's like once every three to four years at this point. And um, I know when you talk about viral shedding, it's interesting because um, I know for me, I know when I'm getting a cold sore before it comes out. Mm-hmm. And that's usually when you're contagious. That's like the right. shedding part of it. And yeah. so I usually feel under the weather. I'm really tired. I feel a tingling in, in the same spot where it always comes out in. And so that's lo- called um, prodrome. Oh, good. I was going to so, ask you about yeah, that. So, yeah. So those are prodrome symptoms. So for me, like, I'll get tingling in my leg, and that's when I know, like, a herpes outbreak is coming. Um, so – and it's, like, usually, like, my triggers are, like, stress and lack of sleep. So, like, aka, like, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, whenever I feel it, like, my leg getting tingling, I'm like, okay, it's time to, like, maybe not go out till 2 in the morning. Like, maybe, like, drink water and <laughs> Yeah, get more sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But then also, like, in addition to HSV1 and HSV2, there's also – that's just, like, a small portion of herpes. Like, there's a ton of different strains of herpes, like shingles, mono, chicken pox. Like, that's all part of the herpes family. Wow. So everyone at some point is going to get some form of herpes. Hmm. Yeah. So if I had chicken pox as a kid – this might be a stupid question, but (laughs) Mm. if I had chicken pox as a kid – do I have herpes living in my body? Technically, yeah, but it's like not like like it's not like you have general herpes just because you have herpes. Like it's like you do have this virus in you, but that's the type that like I get kind of confused with this. I think that would be like when you're older, you possibly will get shingles. Yeah, that is the that is the virus yeah. that leads to the shingles, but it doesn't cause any other health conditions. So even though you had chickenpox, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have herpes. Did you guys have chickenpox? I didn't. Everyone. I didn't because that's did. when the vaccine was rolling out. So I'm the youngest what? of five. My three older siblings got it, and then myself, and then my the fourth sibling, we got vaccinated, so we didn't get it. Wow. Mm-hmm. And Elle, you did or didn't? I did have it, yep. Yeah. My my mother had a chicken pox party when my brother and sister got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I felt like it was just All it was just something that we got, you know, yeah. everybody got it. And it mm-hmm. it was what it was, and then you never got it again. Yeah. It sucked. Oh my God. So itchy. So what are the <laughs> symptoms of HSV one and two? So the cold sore, which is on your mouth. See on mouth. Yeah, you can see the mouth. So it for for me, the thing is like with herpes, like everyone's symptoms might be different. Like I have genital herpes and like I have a pretty like when I first got it, I had like one sore. So like if I didn't kind of have other symptoms, like I felt like flu-like symptoms, like my lymph nodes were swollen, my leg was tingly, like I had all this stuff going on. 
I probably would have just looked at it and been like, oh, like I just waxed myself. Mm. Maybe it's like uh, ingrown or something. Um, but yeah, for me, it's just like one little sore. Like it's not like what you see in textbooks sometimes where it's like, <laughs> like sores like all over your genitals. Like that's usually not the case. Some For some people it is. Mm. Majority of people, it's either asymptomatic or like one sore. Sometimes it looks like a paper cut. Sometimes the skin's just red. Like, so everyone's going to be different. Um, cold sores are pretty identifiable though. Mm-hmm. But general herpes can look different for everyone. But that's not to say like people need to freak out when they have an ingrown and be like, oh my God, it's herpes. No, like it's going <laughs> to hurt when you touch it also. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a specific pain that like doesn't feel good. And so is that what led you to get tested? Yeah. Well, I, um, <laughs> I had like a threesome with my roommate on Halloween night. Hey. <laughs> and <laughs> we both ended up getting sick. We both ended up in like flu-like symptoms. And then it was like three days later. And then I started, then I like noticed like a sore on me. So I was like, okay, like I definitely got something from this, this man. Um, but like I was, I only had penetration with him. Like my roommate, we both like just sucked his dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so she ended up not getting it because he had HSV2. And that rarely transmits orally. So even though he was contagious, she didn't get it on her mouth. And I didn't get it on my mouth. I just got it generally. Uh, so did you use a condom? Can I ask? We did not. You did not. I was and- not a safe slut then. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> You've changed your Three ways. days later, I became one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like three days later. Yeah, when I, I got an outbreak. Um, <laughs> but if you had used a condom, would you? Is it possible to still? I probably still would have gotten it. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't. I didn't like look at his dick. Like I also was like pretty lit, but I wasn't like inspecting his dick. So like he could have. Who had... inspects dicks yeah, before yeah. they fuck? Yeah. yeah. Plus the hair gets in the way. You can't see it all yeah, the time. You can see it. Like it was like. <laughs> um. But he either was like shedding or he had an outbreak and didn't see it. Um. And the other thing of it is, is like there's a slight chance that it like lived in my system for a while and just was dormant mm-hmm. and it wasn't from him. Mm-hmm. The only reason that I'm like, okay, I pretty much can confirm is because I got an outbreak literally three days later mm-hmm. and he was a mutual friend and one of his exes had herpes. So I'm just like, okay, so yeah, you're he, connecting the dots. It makes sense that he would have it. And, um, did you yeah. approach him after or did yeah. you? And he was just like, no, I was clean. Ah, and then and, yeah. end of conversation. End of convo. Yeah. Mm. wow yeah i just saw that he got engaged so i'm like well i hope he disclosed to that woman yeah okay so yours is genital herpes Mm -hmm. so can you also get cold sores on your mouth while you have genital herpes yes so people can have both at the same time okay Mm. um once once you have it though like you do build antibodies to it so it would help reduce the chance of you getting it since you already have one strain um, but it's still mm. possible. Like I know plenty of people who have both. Usually it's like they already had cold sores as a kid and then they got genital herpes later. That's, I feel like would make more sense, but the virus is not picky. So I, I feel like the percentage of population that has HSV one is like somewhere in the nineties. It's, it's like 95%. It's over, it's over two thirds of the entire world has HSV one, which is oral tends to be usually oral. oral. Yeah. And then in the U.S., over one in six people have genital herpes, whether that's HSV wow. one or two. Um, wow. But it's usually asymptomatic, mm. and it's not on the standard STI panel. So the majority of people don't even know they have it. 
Yeah. So I was going to ask you about that. So you said it's not on the standard STI panel. Mm-hmm. So you have to request this test. Is that? Yeah. So usually they'll only test you for it if you're showing symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ask, sometimes they will, they'll usually tell you no. Um, the test is like kind of faulty. So you can get like a false negative or a false positive, which I'm like, okay, medical professionals who have done years of research, fix the damn test yeah. and make it accurate. Like, right. the- well, all of this just seems so iffy. It's like, mm-hmm. if they don't just test for it automatically as part of an, as a standard STI panel, then when you are getting tested, you still don't know if it's true or not. Like this Exactly. So, so for people who don't have symptoms and then do end up getting tested, like they are kind of like, well, I think I have it, but I don't know. So, But I haven't had any breakouts, right? Yeah, exactly. So usually when people – I always tell people like when they're disclosing who are like asymptomatic, like I always tell people that like to tell them that you're like, I've never – I'm asymptomatic. I've never had an outbreak. So it's like mm-hmm. – so someone so, like that would be like, I've been exposed to herpes. I got tested. It said negative, but I've never had an outbreak. So, you know, I just want you to know all the facts. I, I personally like don't like the phrase like I've been exposed because it can sound misleading where it's like I've been exposed, but I don't have it. That's mm-hmm. kind of like what it can sound like. I, I usually just say like I tested positive for it on my blood test, but I've never had an outbreak. What about yeah. I've tested negative for it, but I was I've dated with someone, someone with someone. Was, yeah. well, then, but then in that case, then I'm like, well, technically, like, you would be like, I don't have it then. Mm. If you did, like, it's hard. It's hard to, like, say. Yeah. I don't personally feel like that's neat. Wouldn't you would need to disclose that if you were with someone, then you broke up, whatever. You keep having negative tests. I don't think that's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But personal, yeah, that might be a personal thing. Yeah. Um, can we so- go into like the different testing that's available for mm-hmm. like when you have an active infection? What if you don't have an active break outbreak? What do you do then? Yeah. So if you have a current outbreak, they'll swab it and do like just a regular culture and that will show you if it's herpes or not, but it won't differentiate what strain. Mm-hmm. So the blood test, there's the IgG test, which tests for the antibodies that will differentiate between HSV1 and HSV2. And it shows you how much, how much herpes you have. Like it's like shows like that your viral load. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to do the IgM test as well, but it, that's the one that's also a little bit more faulty. And so they don't do that anymore. That one just tests if you have a current outbreak and that one's more faulty because it's like, a lot of people, by the time they get tested, they might still have the sore there, but it's the, it's out of their system. It's like in the healing process. So it like mm. mine both came back positive because I actually did both. Um, mm. I the had the IgG, like, the IgM. Yeah, yeah, they and both were you, positive. When you got tested, um, did you get tested during the active outbreak? Yeah, so that three. Day, okay, so yeah. they swabbed you as well. Yeah, and that oh, came so back positive up. immediately. So I got tested at urgent care, mm-hmm. and they did the swab, and then they were like, "Go to your gynecologist to do a blood test." just to like confirm. Um, so I did that like two days later. Wow. And did they give you any pointers when you no. test positive? Like, is there any kind of, no, they're just like, you have herpes. It's, it's super common. You'll be fine. So uh, any kind <laughs> of <laughs> um, <laughs> additional information or like how to safely continue to have sex has been of your own accord. Yeah. It's definitely doing your own research, which is hard because there's so much bad information on Google. 
there's mm-hmm. black holes on Reddit of just people who are just deep within the stigma and like cannot get over it and just are like, my life is awful. And I don't like people who are newly diagnosed, like looking at that because that's just like, I actually posted something on Reddit last week. It was like, Hey, like I'm trying to get OnlyFans subscribers. So I like posted just, like a herpes group being like, I have herpes and I do OnlyFans. Like come check it out. Like I'm still <laughs> slut with herpes. And all these men were like, Oh my God, like it's so much easier for women to have herpes. Like, like and just like were coming for me and they're like it's wrong that you're like destigmatizing it and empowering people with it like and it, yeah it was wow. awful it was really just bad because they're shame. they don't know how to deal with it and i like kind of was like hey like herpes really helped me grow as a person like it helped me communicate better and they were they did, could not comprehend like they could not think critically mm. <laughs> so reddit is scary but i did yeah. get to Yes, so girl. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh my gosh. I have, I have so many questions to ask you about OnlyFans, but okay. Sticking, sticking with testing. So we get tested. We find out we have it. How do we have that conversation? How do you suggest or what ways have you found to be a good way to talk to past partners? And then we'll get into how to talk to potential partners. Yeah. So I've only talked to, I've told two for past partners. Obviously it was the guy I thought who gave it to me and this guy who actually had me blocked. Um, mm. That was the person I was dating before I hooked up with this man and he had me blocked. So I called him out for being a piece of literal shit. He treated me like actual literal garbage and he has inspired so many memes. Um, <laughs> thanks Greg. Love you. Um <laughs> But I, he blocked me on Instagram and like on my phone. So I wanted to let him know. So I sent him this long ass text that was really nice and informative and like, like no hard feelings, like whatever from my like esthetician beauty account, like my makeup Instagram. Cause that was the only way I could contact him. Right. <laughs> and he it obviously went to his message request. I'm sure he saw it and did, he never responded. Yeah, but I basically was just like, hey, just wanted to let you know I tested positive for general herpes. Like, it's super common. Um, I'm And I was like, I'm not saying that you gave it to me. It's just I wasn't really with that many people. So, like, there's a chance. So, it might be a good idea to go get tested. Yeah. And just kind of like – and then it was just like, hope you're doing well. And just left it at that. So, I don't mm-hmm. I don't think these conversations have to be, like, this whole big scary thing. Yeah. It's almost like COVID, right? I went to a sex party. Um, the next week, I, I had had, like, a weird – you know, tickle in my throat when I went to the sex party, but I thought it was nothing. Um, and then the next week I test positive for COVID and you have to reach out mm-hmm. to the people who are at the sex party. Like, Hey, I'm so sorry. Um, yeah. so mm-hmm. I just tested positive for COVID. Like you might want to go and get exactly. tested if you're seeing any grandparents this week or something like that. And it should just be like that feeling. Just yeah. Like, yeah. Like nowadays, it's so normal, quote unquote. It should just be like positive. Like, hey, I'm looking out for you too. Like, go get Mm. tested. This is a part of, this is your health too. Like, let's just be safe. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, obviously like, can feel like a hard conversation to have, but obviously like, it's like the ethical thing to do. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, did you feel any embarrassment or shame? No. I think when I message Gray, I don't even know if I should say his name. I don't give a fuck. I'll give his Instagram. Everyone can go. Bully him. So by the time I messaged him, so I got it in November 2019. And that's kind of when we ended dating. I literally got herpes like I think a week or two after we ended when I hooked up with someone else. And I didn't message him, I think, until like March or April 2020. So I was like, this was like 
peak COVID, like I was doing a lot of healing work with herpes. I feel I you, girl. Just That's started, when I was healing. Yeah, yeah, I was like going through it. I was going through my divorce then. Yeah. I think everyone went through like this big change in, during COVID. It was wild. Yeah. But at that point, I was like doing safe sluts. So I kind of was like, all right, I'm very educated in this. Like, lo- I think like logically, it's like, okay, I knew the facts. I knew it's not a big deal. Obviously, I still think like emotionally, I was still working through it. But I feel like I like, when I started safe, so I feel like I just started cosplaying a bad bitch and then it just turned into one. Mm, you know? I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the purpose of safe slot? Like what's your mission with having that account and what well, your message it's, is? It's changed because initially it was strictly just like a herpes account, but now I feel mm. like it's like, it's definitely still herpes, but it's mostly just like an overall like sex positive thing. Like smashing like all types of sex stigmas and taboos is the mm-hmm. vibe and just empowering people to be a slut. And whatever that means for them. <laughs> what does it mean for you? For me, honestly, just doing whatever the fuck I want. Like, I am such a grandma slut. Like, I really don't do anything. I really don't do anything. <laughs> this is a new term yeah. for our GGD listeners. <laughs> grandma slut. I am a grandma yeah. slut. Like, I really, I go to bed at 10. Like, I wake up and I, like, work out and, like, I don't know. I'm, like, not that exciting as I'm sure I seem on the internet. <laughs> So well, how do you it? inhabit your sluttiness? Uh, I mean, when I go out, I'm a hoe. Like I dress as slutty as I want. I think I'm also like, even now I'm starting to dress, like I'm getting my belly button pierced on Friday. Yeah. Like I'm starting to just like dress how like I would have wanted to. Oh, you have one? <laughs> like I'm dressing how I would have wanted to dress when I was in high school, when I was getting like peak slut shamed. I just came to that realization just this second. I'm actually dressing how I wanted to dress in high school. Yeah. And like was leaning into it. And then I got slut shamed and I like kind of like, stopped dressing that way so or dressing like how i wanted to be when i was like eight like watching mtv so i'm just going out in mini skirts and like small crop tops and huge lashes and yeah i would say that like everyone. i i resonate with this so hard because i feel like i was overly sexual in high school and that was like slut shaming was a big thing like mm-hmm. you had to be cautious or that's that girl that gave that guy head or this and that and it would be hearsay and i hated that yeah. And now being in the lifestyle and being in an open relationship where we can go to these events and we can dress as slutty as we want and we can hook up with whoever we want. It's like, wow, this is so refreshing to be able to express mm-hmm. and to be and to enjoy other people yeah. in a safe, slutty way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I feel like it's like a mindset too. Like just being a slut is a mindset as a whole. I feel like more than action. But obviously I do act on it because yeah, I agree. Also like when I go out, I'm like, wow, I can make out with whoever I want and like People now are going to like cheer me on. Think about when the word slut and whore was used in when you were younger. It was such a negative mm-hmm. ugh, like thing. And now I feel like everyone's using it and it's in a way more positive light, which I'm so happy sure. about. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wonder if that's true of the entire world or just the circles that we run in. I think about that a lot because I feel like I like on my Instagram account, I'm like, wow, there's so many people who are like so yes. supportive. I'm like, amazing. Everyone's like really changing their mind, but I'm like, damn it. Are we just like in a bubble of cool people? <laughs> yes. And like, cause yeah, we're in New York where we hang out with like other sex positive people. Like the spaces mm-hmm. that we go to are very inclusive and open and like, me posting right, stuff on so Instagram is pretty Listeners, we need yeah. to hear from our vanilla listeners. Right? But, we're we're st- the but the circle. thing is, we're still that's still a bubble because those are vanilla listeners who uh, are listening are open. to. They're yeah. open. Then, yeah, yeah, they're open-minded. Yeah, they're they're like, open-minded. Oh, oh, God. We'll never get the answer. <laughs> like, we always seek out, it, what is it called? Confirmation bias, right? Yes. Like, we mm-hmm. want to confirm our own beliefs. Yeah. And... I don't know. Little by little, though, I think 
every person you talk to, uh, you know, random work things, if you can, if you can talk about this kind of stuff, even in like, um, non-specific ways, like, uh, nothing's coming to mind right now. Oh, today. Okay. So I work with children. I was talking to a parent about, you know, pride or something like that. And just, you know, kind of adjacently talking about, yes, I go to pride. I am very, um, you know, I really support LGBTQ, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like, you know, like not being openly open about it, but just like, so even just opening doors and minds in little tiny ways, I think can have like a butterfly effect. You know? Absolutely. I agree. And even like with disclosing your herpes status, like I always tell people like, okay, like if that person rejects you, either way you planted the seed for them. So like next, they're going to come across it again and be like, oh shit, like maybe I shouldn't have rejected that really cool person because like over herpes, because now I know better because it is a lot of people do have it as I'm now experiencing. Like, yeah. Second person who tells them, they'll be like, oh fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Damn, I should call Trisha and go yeah. back to her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, too late, bitch. So, well, so we we got into this topic because we were saying, what is your kind of slut? So, do you said you had a threesome? So, do you do any? Do you play with groups of people more than one at a time? Like, what is your um, preference? What do you go? So, for? I want to like. I haven't really like had. Okay, I feel like I've also talked to people about this who also work in like the sex world. Like, we're the ones talking about sex, writing about it, do all, doing all this work, but we're the ones who are like not having as much mm-hmm. sex because I'm too busy writing <laughs> about it and working on this stuff to actually be doing it. Mm-hmm. So, like, oh, I'll wow. have my like fun one night stands, really casual stuff, but I haven't had time to really like explore. Um, like I've never been to a play party and I really want to. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Come with me, girl. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> oh yeah, God, like I'm yeah. very open to all, all of this stuff. It, um and yeah, and especially doing OnlyFans, I like have a lot of things that I want to film. So So yeah, can you can you tell us about OnlyFans? So you said that you're so busy you can't be having all the sex, <laughs> but you're talking about it. <laughs> tell yeah. us about your OnlyFans page. Yeah, so and like with OnlyFans, I do a lot of like solo stuff because I'm just like, cool, I'll just do it in the middle of the day and like whatever. But yeah, so I actually, I started OnlyFans, I think just about a year ago. Initially, my name was Herpes Witch on OnlyFans because um, I couldn't have safe slut because they don't allow the word slut, mm. which is wild. Wild. But um, wild. <laughs> yeah, but I started it initially as just another way to like destigmatize herpes. Um, but honestly, like I've always wanted to be a porn star, like literally since I was way too young, like I've always wanted to be a porn star. And when I got herpes, like the first day I was like, fuck, I can't be a porn star anymore because I have herpes. I have an STI, like I can't do it. And then I was doing a podcast with someone who's now like one of my good friends who like, um, she, um, like edits porn. And I was like telling her during this podcast and she was like, oh my God, she was like, everyone in porn has herpes. Like, (gasps) Yeah, because because everyone has herpes, it's not just porn stars, it's just like everyone has herpes. So obviously oh also porn gosh, stars because wow. they are also people have herpes. And yeah. so the porn stars just disclose it to each other. Yeah, it's also from talking to people who do mainstream porn, it's either like they just assume you have it or they disclose. It's not, it's like really not a big deal. Um, and they won't do it while they're having outbreaks. Yeah, they'll That's abstain. also not and probably I'll, the sexiest thing to watch Yeah, also like, yeah. <laughs> even though if you do find that sexy, I do post photos of my outbreaks. I, I apologize. I just realized as that was coming out of my mouth, I was like, is that stigmatizing it? Like, well, it's still but like, also, it's I don't want to like look at sore. your inborn hair. Yeah, it's still like a sore. <laughs> like, it's not, I, I, yeah, I do as a way to be like, look, I'm still hot with this, but it's not like the outbreak is like very sexual. Maybe okay. for some people, I don't know. <laughs> I'll tell you something um, that I am 
kind of embarrassed about, but hopefully this is helpful to other people. So I used to wax. Do you Mm -hmm. wax? Mm -hmm. I got the worst ingrown hairs, like worst, awful. And when Elle and I met, it was at a lifestyle resort in Cancun with a bunch of our friends. Uh, now, now my friends, her friends, uh, at that <laughs> point. And, you know, we clicked and everything. And, uh, we ended up playing me and my partner, Jay, with them. And they are very much into like, um, pictures and videos and stuff. And I'm down with that. But looking back on them, it is like painfully embarrassing for me to look at them because it is not cute to me. And I mean, but also it is normal and I am human and everybody Mm -hmm. else gets ingrown hairs or cuts or Mm -hmm. has herpes outbreaks, like that kind of stuff happens. So I, you know, I want to give myself a little bit of grace, but also like, I don't know. Ever since then, I have stopped waxing because it was not working for me. And, um, yeah, that and was it was one of the reasons why I stopped too. Like I, mm-hmm. I would get ingrown hairs as well, and it was frustrating. And I also didn't like the grow in phase of mm-hmm. having Ugh. having to wax. Like you were great for a week and a half, two weeks, and then the other week and a half was you were yeah. fuzzy and you were growing in. So mm-hmm. I feel you, girl. I, those were painful. They were uncomfortable. You had to use like a special like um, we used to use a special. Um, it was like aqua glycolic or something like that. It had some kind of salicylic acid in there, where it would mm-hmm. strip the top layer of skin which is not healthy to be putting chemicals on your pussy anyway. So mm. <laughs> I should give you guys my goddess oil. Yes. So I use, cause I wax myself. Um, so I just put goddess oil on after, but I will say everyone's different. Like some people are just prone to ingrowns like after a wax. So like in that case, I'd like, cause like for me shaving, I'm going to get an ingrown. So I don't shave. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah, but I will say um, the more that I like post pictures of myself, the more comfortable, comfortable I am with like, blemishes or like whatever and also like obviously the majority of my fans are men on OnlyFans and like they don't they don't even notice it I'm gonna right. start to follow you I've never even been <gasps> oh on OnlyFans I don't even know is it a website or is it an app it's a website it's a website <laughs> it's yeah. a website it's a website I wish it was an app it'd be a lot easier but yeah it's a website it kind of feels like Twitter maybe okay has that kind of vibe? I hear. I, I mean, I might. I haven't been on it either. But apparently, in order to find somebody, you have to know the exact title yeah you have to know the fan page you can't just like go on and search for people and just start start following people yeah like you can't be like oh like trisha wise or you would Mm -hmm. have to like either like have my link or so mine is like safe dot slut no there's no dot it's safe slut but with a v Mm, um, oh, mm-hmm. so, but I think you can just type that into the search bar and that would come up on what on, on only fans. fans I think you can I'm you sorry just... I thought you were herpes witch now I'm uh, yeah I, yeah I changed, <laughs> it. I changed it because I figured that that was maybe misleading some people mm. so I still talk about herpes like on my only fans like I have uh-huh. like a highlight of like herpes stuff but mm. I figured and I wanted it to be safe slut because I feel like that's just like that's me mm. but I'm wondering if I type in like safe slut only fans fit would pop up now I'm curious yeah, so if you just type in that, and then my Twitter comes up right after that. Yeah. Oh. So, question: Do your friends and family know about this? Um. So about any of it? Any. So okay. So the all of my family knows about Safe Slut, like my business, like just the Instagram, my website, my shop. Um. My mom is blocked from my Instagram, not because like she would like 
be very supportive of it. But I'm like, she can't see me making memes about like me getting railed. Like mm-hmm. she just like doesn't need to see that. <laughs> I also don't think she would get it because she's like a 65 year old woman. Like she doesn't like she's. I don't think the memes would like translate for her. Yeah. Um. So they would be kind of confusing. Where are you from? I'm from Providence. Okay. Yeah. And and you have how many siblings? You said four. I'm the youngest of five. Wow. So. My family does not know I do OnlyFans. Okay. All of my friends know. Um, I think one of my brothers knows because he makes my website for me and like does like stuff. And like he, I'm sure he's just like. I love that. I think my brother knows. He <laughs> yeah. does my website for me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like like I feel like it, some of my siblings. I don't think like I don't think they're like good for you. Like go do OnlyFans. Yeah, I don't think they'd be like we're just like, we're not going to speak to you. Like, it's not going to be like that. I, I don't think anyone's like, yeah, great. Go do porn. I don't, I don't know. Mm, um, right. So I don't, I feel like kind of weird telling them that I do it. So, mm. but, but they do know about the safe slut Instagram. So mm-hmm. what was their reaction when they found out about your herpes? Um, so I told my family like pretty early on, cause I was like, bawling my eyes out for days my mom happened to call me while I was crying so she was like why are you crying and I was like mom I have something to tell you and she was like are you pregnant (laughs) and I was like no I have herpes um and then like my brother and my dad were like on the phone because I got a big a big Italian family everyone's Mm. always yelling so I'm almost like (laughs) oh like everyone has herpes and so like they all knew and then like I told my sister and then I told my other my other two brothers and like they're all supportive of it. Um, yeah. So like that, that's not a big deal. Like they, my family is like pretty chill in that way. I'm just, I'm nervous about the OnlyFans. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Which I think is fair. Yeah. I think so too. But I'm not like, I'm not hiding it. Like I'm not like actively hiding it. I'm just like, if they find out, they find out, but I'm not like going to tell them, I think. You don't need to like shove it yeah. in their face. Yeah, exactly. I uh, am thinking about doing like mainstream porn. So if that's the case, then that obviously maybe mm. they would know that later. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You can have this whole secret second life and no one would ever know. I know. know. I kind of love having like a little secret. You really could. Yeah. Al is not, and her um, husband, M, they're not out to their family. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Nobody knows that we do it. Some of our friends know, but it's very hush hush. Because that's also something still stigmatized as well. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's becoming more accepted, but there's still like a fear factor behind it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And sure. and if you have a traditional family who wouldn't understand it, possibly you know you don't mm-hmm. you don't need to share that. I don't think there's a need. Like I think, again, like I don't think you need to share everything with everybody. Yeah, says the person who talks about their <laughs> but well, but that's a very that. specific, like funneled space that yeah. you do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I am different. I. <laughs> talk about it to the stranger on the street. Like I'll talk to fucking anybody about it. My mother knows she's listened to episodes of this podcast, but you're right. Like I will not send her the ones. Basically I said to her, like, it's extremely explicit. She's like, send me episodes that you think I would be less disturbed by. So I know disturbed, disturbed. That's her word. Yeah. Uh, So she said, uh, you know, send me those episodes and I do, and I don't send her the ones that, you know, are more Mm -hmm. explicit. And 
she's very supportive and I don't need to shove the really explicit sexual um, stories or episodes in her face. Right. Right. So yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Cause I'll share stuff on my personal Instagram sometimes. My mom will see it. And like, uh, uh, if I post like an article, I sometimes I'll be like, can you not read this one? Or like, you can read that one kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think also like, I've always been the person in my family that like causes, like I've only been like, I've only, I'm the only troublemaker. So like from like growing up, like I'm the one that like got tattooed really young and like got caught like drinking and smoking weed at school. Like I was always getting in trouble. So like, they're not surprised by anything I do mm-hmm. anymore. So I think they're just like, and my mom's seen me post like crazy thirst thirst straps on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So they're just like, she's just like, okay, whatever. So like nothing shocks her, I guess. So she'll love you no matter <laughs> yeah, what. She will. She will. Um, I heard on a podcast uh, interview with you that you have a trash can tattoo. I do. <laughs> can you tell us the genesis of that? Yes. And I also have a bracelet <laughs> that says trash on. Yeah. That I wear every day. <laughs> um, so the slut shaming that occurred in high school, one of like the biggest things that happened was I was at a party. I was a sophomore and I was at a freshman party that we crashed. And so us cool sophomore kids were like went in the basement and were playing like strip poker and just like being unhinged and like drinking and stuff. And then I started making out with one of the freshmen who was like one of like the hot freshmen. Mm. And he tried to finger me, but I was wearing such tight skinny jeans that like it just <laughs> and also i was wearing um the victoria's secret bombshell bra so he's like filling my tits but he was just feeling like layers and layers of padding Padding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, above my like hollister i can like see the shirt right now that's like hollister like peplum shirt um so we basically we just made out um and then monday at school everyone started calling me trasha instead of trisha Mm. Um, this is also when Kesha was becoming the big icon at, that she is. It was like Kesha, Trisha, Trasha, like, um, and yeah, so then everyone started calling me Trasha and I was just like, you know what? Like, that's a badass name. So like, I started calling myself Trasha. I had my friends call me Trasha. Um, I did like a photo shoot with my friend where I was wearing this like snooky dress. I like did like the full snooky, like I used to do, cause I'm, we used to be really Guido, so I had like the full like tan and everything, oh and like God. the zebra print nails. I had I had it all, and so I did like a photo shoot like with my tits out, like a bump it on, being like it's trash night. Like, and I made a Facebook fan page called Trasha and just like went for it. Where oh do you think gosh. that confidence to I, overcome that came from? I don't know because it's so funny because I was not confident. I'm still super shy and like like usually quiet. So like I don't know. Like I was very quiet at school. But I was just like, fuck this. I don't know. Maybe it's like this like very punk rock thing inside of me that like, don't fuck with me. Yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But um, I always find that interesting, like nature versus nurture. Like, are we born with this innate ability, certain people like you mm -hmm. to overcome bullying essentially and slut shaming in high school, middle school? Um, or are we beaten down by it? And it's like, you know, I mean, of course you have trauma, but yeah, Yeah. you know, some people let their trauma kind of like overtake them in a negative way. And Mm -hmm. yeah, you've always seemed, I mean, this is the second case scenario where, well, at least that we've learned of so far that you've flipped around a negative situation to a positive and owning it and like almost like taking your power back with it, which is a beautiful thing. 
to see. That, so it's or awesome. I'm, or I'm just delusional. <laughs> <laughs> Keep with the delusion, yeah, girl. Just very delusional. You're now living your dream That's of true. being a porn star. That's true. So, that yeah. is true. I'm doing it. I'm doing you're, it. So you're, so you're doing OnlyFans. Like, what kind of content do you post? Like, what is a day in the life of an OnlyFans yeah. creator? So since I work full time and also do like. I sell sex toys, make content. So it's like OnlyFans is not like my full time thing. So when I'm making content, usually it's like, all right, I have like an hour or two throughout the day that I'm going to either like make a custom video for someone, make, take like photos, take a video of myself. Um, or my favorite thing to do is like when I go on a date and like I end up being like, okay, I'm going to hook up with this person. I'm, I'm always like, can we film? us like hooking up because like and also like they feel like it's really hot it's like oh my god it's a first date and we're like making only fan stuff and a lot of them end up like fought like um subscribing to me um which is mm. funny because i'm just like they're just like dumb men well, um, like you get it you, you get it for free you literally just yeah got it last yeah and then but i like make, yeah not only did i get like a free dinner and drinks now i'm like making money off of this date yeah. <laughs> well that means you left a good impression and That's they want more impression. yeah exactly <laughs> they need exactly. more yeah um but yeah i do like all types of stuff um i'm op- i like i'm the hard part is finding people to make content with because one, my schedule is limited. I live with my sibling and she doesn't know I do it. So I can't shoot at home with people. So that's also a huge barrier. And I only make content when she's not home. Um, so which is why it's during the day. Um, or like, um, I also started doing Chatterbait. So like I, I was planning on doing it tonight after. What is that? It's a camming website. I'm just using it to like funnel people to OnlyFans. I started it last week and I made I literally was just sitting there topless eating blueberries and I made like a bunch of tokens. Like, I don't even, I still don't even know like what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't doing anything. Like half the time, like I wasn't even talking. I was just sitting there. So then they, they send you tokens for doing that. Yeah. And, and so I'm to like ask you to do things or like ask you questions and I can like talk and like, yeah, I don't know. Or like you can, they can share their camera too. So I can see them and they'll be like jacking off or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, some guy like was kept putting in these like bigger and bigger butt plugs and he was like, can you watch me do this? And I was like, sure. Send me tokens and I'll watch you put a giant butt plug. Up yeah. What are your thoughts on the people who consume your content? Um, I love them. they're your fans yeah i i get really turned on by the idea that people are watching me yeah so i'm very like on like that like kink test that you do that you find out like what you're into like i was 100 bdsm test yeah the bdsm test dot org yeah yeah i need to do mine (laughs) yeah i had a screenshot somewhere but i like was 100 percent exhibitionist yeah Um, i was 100 percent brat oh my god (laughs) mine's always changing so (laughs) well yeah mine changes like I, i try to do it every like six months to a year I am way behind, but last time was brat and like rope bunny and submissive. I bet those things would have changed a little bit because like I'm a little bit out of the BDSM scene. So I'm probably more into TBD. I'll let you guys know. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, stay tuned for a future episode of our BDSM, t- BDSM test results. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really like mo- most of my fans though, either like, know me from like Instagram and stuff. So they, they also like know me as a person and like, it's really sweet because like they either have herpes or just like really respect mm-hmm. the work that I'm doing outside of OnlyFans. 
And it's really nice. I don't know. I just get like a lot of like really nice messages. Like, and I, I also just feel like the type of people who are paying for porn as opposed to just, just consuming it for free are going to be better people because they understand that like this needs to be paid for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't had any people be like disrespectful or gross or anything. Um, That's awesome. So yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. And to that point, has it affected your like dating life? Do the people that you go on dates with, do they know that you're, well, you're yeah. asking them to yeah. do only this. <laughs> Before I go on the date, they usually know because they like have looked me up, whatever. So they, they, I'm always like, so they know I have herpes. They know I do OnlyFans. So I'm always actually a little bit more nervous about the OnlyFans than herpes, mm. honestly. But also now I have that I do. Well, I just got banned from Hinge, so I'm not on Hinge anymore. On t- on Tinder, I have my like OnlyFans username mm-hmm. because I'm not really trying to date right now because I'm too busy. But I'm always trying to get money, um, so I have my username there. So people obviously who are matched with me know I do it from the start. Yeah. But I think a lot of people are either intimidated by it or fetishize me, but I can see that from a mile away. So I mm. automatically like it. I don't, I don't really deal with that anymore. Like I only speak to people who like can obviously see me as a person and respect. Right. Do you, I was going to say, do you find that most people are receptive to it or do you, are you finding that people yeah. are shy away and they're more shameful about it? No, I think, I think people are pretty down with it. Um, mm. It's also, I think, cause they're like, it's hot. yeah yeah so they've done their research on you so most of them already know that you're herpes positive but let's say they haven't how do you bring up your diagnosis so do you call it a diagnosis does that sound too extreme and yeah yeah i bring up my our status status status. thank you yeah um i only think it's necessary to disclose when it's like sex is on the table like you don't need to disclose on a first date unless you are going to have sex. So when like the time comes, I'm always just like, my, my main thing now is I always just ask them when they've been tested last, because like, it's just an open conversation. It's not this scary disclosure. Like we're talking about sexual health. Their health is important. Mine's important. Mm -hmm. So, and then I kind of hear what they have to say about like their testing and like, if they're like, I've never been tested or it's been a while, like, that's going to be a red flag for me because like you're not prioritizing your sexual health. And obviously that's like something I'm extremely passionate about. Obviously I think people can learn and like, I'm open to that. I wouldn't just write someone off, but yeah, after they do that, I'm like, cool. Like I was tested this time. I'm negative for this, this, and this, like um, I have HSV too. Do you know what that is? And usually people are like, no, <laughs> um, I don't say general herpes right from the start. Usually you should all say HSV too, just cause it's like, I don't know. I feel like euphemisms. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want you, general mm-hmm. herpes is not a scary word to me, but it can feel kind of scary to some people. So I feel like, all right, let's kind of ease in. Um, and yeah. I'll just be like, I get cold sores, but in a different location. Cause it's also driving home the point that like, it's literally the same thing as cold sores. Mm-hmm. It's just the location mm-hmm. that's different, not the virus. Mm-hmm. So it like, yeah. Yeah. These are good pointers. I love this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I like how you said, like, one, you can bring it up this way, which is a safe way to intro into it, or when sex is on the table. And I can relate to this because when we were in hedonism, we were playing with another couple and I was kissing the female and I went to go, I dropped to my knees and I was about to go like, like eat her pussy. And as soon as I got down, she like grabbed me by both, both hands on the other side of my head and like pulled me back up. And I was like, what's, what's wrong? You know, is everything okay? Like I can't lick your pussy. And she was like, ah, and she like, her face just kind of dropped a little bit. And she was like, ah, so I have to tell you something. I'm like, what? And she's like, I have gonorrhea. I was like, 
okay, cool. Like, um, thank you for telling me. Like, not cool, but I was just like, thank you for telling me. I'm sorry that you have that. And I was like, this is a bummer because I wanted to lick your pussy. <laughs> you <know>? That's <laughs> but a it was, yeah. But I had been c- conversing with her for the two days prior to that. And, you know, it didn't have to come up. We didn't have to talk about it until it was necessary to really bring it up. And have right. And a lot of people who have herpes are always like, like when I do support calls, they're like, I feel like I'm lying to them if I don't tell them right away. And I'm like, would you just share like medical info with someone on a first date? Mm, not, no. Yeah. You're yeah. not leading someone on by not telling them. Right. Yeah. As long as there's a safe way to then, you know, have sex and get sexual. If they're like, okay, tell me what I need to do. Like now I'm really into you. Now I know how can I, you know, safely have sex with you now? Mm-hmm. What would be your answer to that? So usually I'm just like, okay, yeah, obvi- I mean, obviously we're using barrier methods. Like that's not even a question, but I always like be like, all right, we'll be using condoms and stuff, but like there's still a risk with that. Um, I'm personally not on antivirals, but if someone was, you could be like, I'm on daily antivirals that helps reduce outbreaks and um, risk of transmission. But my main thing is just being like, I just listen to my body. Like, I don't feel like I have, if I don't have an outbreak or like, I don't feel any like prodrome symptoms, like usually that means we're good. Like I've never transmitted to anyone to my knowledge. Um, Mm. but again, there's always a risk, but there's always going to be risk with anyone you sleep with. It's Mm. actually riskier to sleep with someone who doesn't know their status than me who knows it and is aware of symptoms and what's going on. Yeah. Such a good point. So mainly just communication honestly is the best. Yeah. So earlier it said like one in six people have it. So for someone who does have it, who may be listening to this and saying, oh my gosh, thank you for getting the message out there. What There could also be people who are looking for support tips. So do you have any advice for people about how to support your body, things mm-hmm. that you've used, prescriptions you just brought up? What are things that help you prevent them or work through them quicker and, and all of that? So you can find all of that stuff on safeslut.shop. <laughs> Say that louder. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I make tinctures for people with herpes. So um, oh, it's cool. like basically a cup of tea, but in a few drops. So it's lemon balm, which is a really good herb for herpes. It um, calms the nervous system and herpes lives in the nervous system. So it helps just keep that usually at bay. You can take it like when you have an outbreak or just whenever. And then I also make a topical oil for herpes outbreaks to help um, speed up the healing process. Is that the goddess oil? The goddess oil. oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, it's for herpes outbreaks initially, but like it's for any like skin irritation. It's just like a super gentle healing oil. And it's also Reiki mm-hmm. charged. Um, all my yeah, stuff is Reiki charged. But in addition to that, like, just having a healthy lifestyle is going to help. Like that's why I feel like also herpes is great in the sense that like it forced me to like calm down a little bit Mm. and like focus on like self care. So there's certain like really good mushrooms, like reishi and chaga that are really good for herpes. I love mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, They're amazing. Um, Other supplements would be like lysine and well, yeah, lemon balm, as I said before, olive leaf is a good one. I think those are like my top faves. And then again, if you want to take um, Valtrex, which is the antivirals, you can do that as well. Uh, Are these things that you use daily, like the lysine and the supplements? I used to when I first got herpes. I was like, oh my God, I can never get an outbreak again. I need to take this all the time. But now I like don't take anything except for I take mushrooms just because like I like them for like other things too. But I don't really get outbreaks. So I don't, I don't need to take lysine and stuff, but I always Mm -hmm. have it on hand just in case like. I do get an outbreak or feel like I need it. 
You guys are saying words that are going over my head. You guys are like, yeah, a little herbalism. Oh, yeah, I got this. Yeah, yeah, I'm all about herbs and natural supplements. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's awesome. So guys, check out safeslut.shop or whatever that website was so that you can get access to those things because speaking from someone who knows and is going through it, it's great to have those resources. And there's also vibrators on the shop. So I have one and I fucking love it. I just used it last night. So wait, so when we were together, you had, you had just gotten her vibrator and she showed it to me. And what I love about it is how small it is Mm -hmm. because you could still use it. I was imagining like the other ones are big and bulky. Like yours is like a clit sucker. And Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, I can't like fuck somebody else using some of these other clit suckers. But when I held that one, I was like, wow, this is petite and small and as powerful that you could use it while you're actually fucking. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really nice last night. Um, (laughs) I noticed too, that a lot of my clit suckers that I've used in the past, um, they are very intense and this one can get high in intensity, but like I was just starting out, like I wasn't even horny. I just like wanted to, you know, start to get the ball. (laughs) Yeah. Wake her up. Exactly. (laughs) And so it wasn't too aggressive and I loved that. And then like, as I, as the blood started flowing, like I was able to like go up and settings and it was really nice. Um, So that's the purple small one. How many do you have? Uh, Right now I just have three vibrators and then a dildo. Um, I'm starting small because one, it's, I'm just starting out Mm -hmm. and I live in a small apartment. So now my room is just filled with vibrators. I don't even have that many yet. Um, But obviously like I, once I like get more momentum going, I'm going to get like more and have like a full shop. But right now just three, but they're all like very versatile. And then obviously there's really cute dildos. Do you use them in your OnlyFans? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Which one's your favorite that you've had? I like the Lena because that one heats up and it also has like two sides. So one, you can either use it with a partner. Um, Mm. But I just like a, I'm an OG, just like on the clit kind of vibrator gal. So I like the pressure of that one. Like it's not too much but not too light. Like it's like a perfect medium, but what can, are the two sides? Like there's one that one can go inside and then the one that's just for like the clit, but you can do either side, like just on your clit too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it heats up. And it heats up. Yeah. Interesting temperature yeah. play. Yeah. So yeah. That's fun stuff. yeah. I actually didn't realize it until after I like, cause I got like a bunch of samples and I tried it and I didn't realize it heated up cause I like didn't read it. And then I ordered them and then I was like, wait, these heat up. That's so cool. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love yeah. that. They should do that for butt plugs because every time we pull mm. out our stainless steel ones, M is always like <laughs> holding it in his hand, blowing on it. And he's so <sighs> conscious of that. He's like, I'm just warming it up for you, babe. I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> Runs under hot water. <laughs> Are you into butt plugs at all? Um, I've tested them out. I, I feel like I prefer a dick in my butt than a butt plug. Mm, I would agree with that. Yeah. I, for me, it's a novelty. It's like a piece of jewelry I can wear on my ass. Yeah. Like so. I've, made content, <laughs> I've made content where it's like I'm using a vibrator with a butt plug in. And honestly, like that slaps sometimes. Mm. So, yeah. but I don't know if it's my favorite, I would say. Okay. Trisha, L, 
is going to grab Horrible Life. And we were wondering if you would be interested in playing this Never Have I Ever game with Never us. Have I Ever is my favorite. I feel like it's the <laughs> slut's favorite game because it's like I'm always like, oh my God, I'm going to lose first. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did I, are you a Leo? Yeah. When's your birthday? August 12th. Oh, on July 25th. <gasps> July, did you just yeah. guess that she was a Leo? Did you just No, I listened was... to a couple of podcast episodes and oh, I actually loved Words are spells. Oh, yeah, yeah, She's really cool. This um, she's so like an astrologer. Really yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's sounded- She did like my whole chart during it, and I was like, this is great. I was thinking we should reach out to her, Al, because yes, it's I'm so totally fucking in cool. for that. Yeah. yeah, I'm in um, for that for it sure. It goes deep. It goes like mm-hmm. really deep in like why you are the way you are. And it seemed like your chart really, it, it was along the same trajectory as your life took with herpes and then the choices that you made and she did like my transit she did my transit of like when i got herpes and it was like very spot on i need to go back and listen to it because i kind of forgot i mean i don't even know what that shit means yeah but (laughs) i kind of have to either but i was just like wow this all resonates and when i did i did a um my whole birth chart reading with my reiki teacher once before she knew the work that i was doing Mm. and it was spot the fuck on of what she was saying and i was like i have to tell you the work that i'm doing because this is scary oh that's something that i wanted to ask you about reiki (laughs) yeah so yeah for people who don't know what it is what is reiki i feel like i have such a hard time explaining it because it sounds so like fake it's, like, it's yes, just energy healing and I'm yeah I just energy, <laughs> I'm just like literally I'm using like universal energy to like work through me to put onto the person and like help them heal whatever it is that needs to be healed and like someone could come in and be like oh like my leg hurts I want to work on that but it's like it works on like what needs to be healed not necessarily what you want so then it might have like helped with like some sort of trauma that you have or something. Oh, wow. So, so, yeah. so just to kind of like put a little bit of a scientific spin on this too, yeah, to that, understand. <laughs> so <laughs> this is tapping into the universal energy of Reiki, which is a Japanese technique of laying of the hands. But the reason why we use our hands is because <clears throat> our hands are tactile. So if you actually were to take like a computer image to it, there'd actually be a cyclone that kind of comes out of it. And it's almost like a spiral like energy, but it's because as primal people, we had to be very um, observant and feel sense and touch and grip and grab because hands are how we feel. So we have more energy that comes out of our hands mm-hmm. and, and, and it, actually any opening in our body has, has more um, energy that comes out of it. So when you lay like, your hands on our pussies, yeah, <laughs> your, your asshole, your mouth, your ears, your, um, and your hands. So when you put your hands on a particular area, you're concentrating that extra energy into a particular location. I've never heard that description before, and that makes so much sense. Mm, right? Yeah. yeah so I like a I'm a big why person. You know, I'm mm. all into this quantum healing, woo-woo, energy, yeah. Reiki, but I'm also like, I want to know the, the science behind yeah. it. Yeah. So this See, is where I That's where I'm lacking in. is the science logical mm. aspect. <laughs> yeah, but at, but at the same time, like we know Reiki works. If you've experienced it, you'll, you can appreciate yeah. it. At the same time, I always ask people, they're like, how does Reiki work? Like, what is it? And I go, pick up your cell phone. And I go, do you know how every single piece of your cell phone works? And they're like, no. But I'm like, really and you're still using it, right? You still trust it. It still, it still does its thing. You don't have to know every single detail about right. why. You, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so... Like but anyway, so yeah, so I love Reiki. So you use it with 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 um 
clients that you work yeah, with? Yeah. So usually it's people with herpes that sign up for it. Mm. But like, I just like to focus on anyone with like any sexual trauma. That's just like my preferred thing as someone who's experienced like multiple forms of that. Mm. Um, but I'm also open to just working on anyone who wants Reiki done. I don't really market it that much, honestly. I just have it on my website and like, I just feel like the right people will be called to it. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. I now agree. we speak yeah. that yeah. language. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. The universe will kind of like provide the clients. The universe will provide Mm -hmm. you to the people that need you. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would like a session. Yeah, let's talk offline. I'm so interested. (laughs) I usually do distance ones. It'll be fun because we can do it in person. Wow. Didn't you say you also energy healed over the phone? Yeah, I have half my clients are virtual and the other half I do in person. So I do yeah. everything. All, all of mine have been distance. And I don't even do um, like phone calls or Zoom or anything. I just like um, talk to them beforehand. Then I'm like, all right, like I'll message you everything after. It's yeah. spooky. Yeah. It is spooky. <laughs> well, that's what the physics people called it. Spooky spooky actions from a distance. That's what yeah, they, if you spooky. look that up, that was a thing. That's how they described it because it's called quantum entanglement is that a particle that's so far away behaves the same exact way that, uh, as one that's here. It could be miles and miles apart, but it's so instantaneous. I like, I'll use like a pillow as a placement for like their body and I'll like go like scan the body and stuff. And I'll, I can feel like energy waves. It's so weird. Every time I do it, I'm like, this is, this should be fake. This shouldn't be real. It's, it's really, it's really wild. When I got attuned the first time when she put my, her hands like on me and we're doing the specific like attunement things, I like saw like so much stuff and like felt Mm. a lot. And it's funny. I actually got attuned in Reiki like a month after my herpes diagnosis. And I, I'm now a Reiki master. So I like, it just was a huge like thing that helped me with like healing myself. Yeah. I had, when I was attuned with Reiki too, I had a unique experience where like my, my eyelids, like everything was orange. Like I could just see the color orange. My eyelids were flickering. Like I couldn't even keep them shut. They were flickering that much. Yeah. And I think that's what also, Yeah. Yeah. People have so many different sensations. And I think that's what made me a better energy healer in what I do, because now I can sense and feel energy differently than some of the other people in my field that do what I do. Right. They just are like, oh, wow. Like you're, you know, they just, they just, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. And like, for me, like I wrote down everything I like saw and felt right after. And like when I'm working on people, some people will be like, oh, I saw this like bird or something. I don't usually see like images. I'll see color sometimes, but sometimes I'll just get like a feeling of things. Like, uh, I don't know. I just like feel like I know stuff about Mm. someone when I'm doing it. And like one time I was like working on, uh, this happens a lot actually. Like if I'm doing like a body scan, my hands will get pulled somewhere to like where it needs to go. And I'm like, it's really weird and i'll message them after they were like a few times they've been like i literally felt you on that area yeah yeah it's usually the people who say that are also people who are like like spiritual like in tune with energy stuff yeah um Mm. or just random people yeah i don't know the the thing that most people don't realize is everybody has the ability to do this. It's the matter of your intent and your Mm -hmm. openness to it to say, okay, I'm going to learn how to do this and pay attention to these subtle cues that we usually ignore. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I'm... <laughs> a gog right now. I mean, it's I know just- for once, V is speechless. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what we do. To- 
we've talked about how like even with a ball gag in my mouth, I can You'll still be find ways yeah. to chat. So <laughs> just talk to me about like Reiki and quantum physics. And there we go. Yeah. Silent. Now we know. <laughs> oh, my God. oh my God. Okay. So let's play a couple of cards of Horrible Life. I'm so excited to play this horror game with the safe yeah. slot. It feels very, very right. Right. Yeah, yeah. The universe. Right. So it's very easy to play. Today, we're just going to say yes or no, I've done it. And if you want to share the experience about it, we always love a little storytelling. Mm-hmm. And uh, But if you were playing this with other people, you could say everybody has to drink or you have to guess if somebody else in the group did it. There's many ways to play. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. first one is had sex on a beach. I don't think I have. I don't mm-hmm. like sand. Oh, I am the same way. Yeah. What about you, V? Have I? No, I don't think I have either. Oh my god, that is that's frightening. Like my pussy is a delicate flower. Wait, I just not think- in Jamaica. No. Oh wow. Did I just you? feel like it's overrated. <laughs> it's gonna I get agree. messy. Yeah. I would do it I in agree. the oh, but then the ocean has no. Salt. I don't want all that stuff going in my hoo ha. Mm-hmm. I agree, mm-hmm. but I did have sex on a beach. However, it was on the reclining chair. So my ass was nowhere near the sand. That's good. I've That's had sex on a cruise ship, like on the um, deck a beach. on nope. a recliner. Nope. nope. Doesn't count. Sorry. Not a beach. <laughs> it's not a beach. The All right. Here's the next there. card. <laughs> All right. Next card is received a slap to the face with an open hand while fucking. Yeah. Ooh. I have I not. Have. So actually the first time <laughs> the first time I had sex after my herpes diagnosis, I got like I guess I must have been like being like, woo, I'm having sex again. So like the person I was having sex with, like we we talked about herpes the whole night. Like it was just like a friend and like whatever. And he was like, Can you slap me in the face? Have you ever seen Californication in like the one of the first or two episodes where she just like whacks him? Like and I've never like, seen it, but it's one of Jay's I, favorite yeah. shows. I've watched it like, in years, you need to watch it. But I always think about that scene where she, this, she I forget their names, but she just like literally slaps him during sex. Honestly, I don't <sighs> think it was consensual. She didn't ask, but mm. he he yeah. asked me to slap him. So I like slapped him in the face. And then I was like, okay, you slap me now. So we just went, kind of went back and forth while we were fucking each other, just like slapping. And what was your experience of it? Did you enjoy it? Um, I was so drunk and was just being like, woo. I think it was more like fun. Like I'm having sex again. Like I don't, I like some pain, but not, I don't think slapping my face would do it for me. Mm. Um, you like a good ass slap. You can do an ass slap. You can choke me. You can be like kind of aggressive, but don't touch my pores. Mm. <laughs> don't touch my pores. Says the esthetician. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so the so the second half of this question question was drink twice if you asked for it again. I'm so you kind of said you were going. I yeah, did because we yeah. just kind of went back and forth. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I had the same experience. We just kind of once you did it once and it was like whoa wow and then just whoosh, you go again. Yeah. <laughs> like if you like it, you can't stop. Yeah, yeah. yeah like mm. giving it. I can't say I re- like receiving it, but I like giving it. Mm. <laughs> All right, here's another one. Experienced an orgasm from spanking or other impact play? Oh. No. So <laughs> she's shaking her head now. I definitely have not either. I get mm. wet from it, but I don't experience an orgasm from it. 
Yeah, I haven't either. And I was really close one time when M was doing it to me. And I feel like if he had just done it two more times, I think I would have. Mm-hmm. But I was also on Molly. So that kind of helps the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, this weekend, fun little anecdote here. I was with our Atlanta friends. And I'm going to call them Jenny and Forrest because that's what they were dressed as this weekend. <laughs> so Jenny was like, yeah, we took a spanking workshop and, you know, you got to kind of like tenderize the meat and stuff. And she was like, bend over. And she like started doing it to me. And like, she was, I felt like I was getting an ass massage with like little, like, you know, spanks in between. And like, I was getting fucking wet. It was so, Mm. so awesome and sensual and delicious. And she just like worked it up to you know, be a little bit harder and a little bit harder. And it was just, she was, um, even, you know, massaging all the way down the backs of my thighs and like, it was really, really great. So highly recommend that technique. (laughs) Yeah. Bringing more blood flow to the area Mm -hmm. and sensation to the area. I love that. I just love the intentionality of, of BDSM play like that. There just needs to be a lot of focus on feeling. So I have never, that was it. So I haven't, I haven't, I had an orgasm either. So that was fun. I want to make sure that we kind of end this with what are some of the takeaways that you would want people in the open or poly lifestyle to have from this conversation? Yeah. Well, I feel like a lot of my, the people that I talk to on like my support calls, most of them are poly who just got diagnosed and are like, how can I continue to be poly? I think they're attracted to my page, even though I'm monogamous ish, but I think they're attracted to my page because I'm one. I talk about being poly and kind of am in the community, I guess, even though whatever, it doesn't matter, but um, you're in the sex positive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they're attracted to my page because I'm my, one of my main focuses with safe slut is like, how to still be a slut when you have herpes. Cause a lot of herpes accounts are just like, how to like, you know, you'll find a partner. You'll be fine. But I'm like, how can I still be a slut? How can I, can I still have casual sex? So I think for the poly community being poly, you're obviously already more open-minded. So I think just taking that to the next level, um, the thing that I get frustrated with, and I've talked to a lot of people in New York in the poly scene are frustrated with is like a lot of people will claim to be sex positive but they just want to have a lot of sex. They don't know like the actual like meaning behind sex positive. So I think maybe probably people doing more work to actually understand that and being like an actual, like active sex positive person getting tested and being really adamant about that. And like, being open and like knowing that like sex is a risk. Again, there are obviously a ton of poly people who already feel that way and are already doing this work. That's just like what I've noticed in a lot of spaces. And I think people can get lazy too about their testing. So I like that you said that, you know, I think that's where the ethics come in with ENM, you know, this is part of the ethics and, Mm -hmm. you know, taking care of yourself and taking care of your partners and being open and honest with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just ha- I mean the key in poly is like communicating and just continuing that in terms of sexual health too. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And, so- and to, to piggyback off something that you said earlier, you said earlier that it's probably more likely to have safe sex with you than somebody who doesn't know that they're positive, right? Because mm-hmm. you were attentive to what it feels like and what to do. The same thing applies actually in the porn community. I was talking to Flesh Mechanic about this and he said that we're probably the safest people to have sex with because we get tested like yeah. every couple of yeah. weeks. Yeah, mm. exactly. And he made a comment that not only do they test, but they he said that, and I don't know how true this is, so please guys do your research, but he said that gonorrhea and chlamydia are living in the mouth now. So every time they're finished a scene with a partner, they're gargling with antibiotic, antiseptic mouthwash. Or when we were in Jamaica, we didn't have that. So we were using alcohol just straight from the bottle and using that as mouth rinse because they're trying to be safe and protect others and protect themselves. I I feel like a lot of people don't know this, but like whenever I get an STI test, I always ask for a throat swab as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm. And they don't usually, they don't offer it. Like you have to ask. It's another one of those things. Yeah. People don't know that you can get gonorrhea and chlamydia in your throat. Um, Okay. So so, you're the second person. So, wow. I'm I'm mm -hmm. floored by this when he told Mm me. And I'm going to write, ask him, like, can I also do a throat swab? (laughs) (laughs) But like, why is that not normal? This is just boggling my mind. Yeah. And again, I I think it just goes back to the sex education we had how we grew up in like a very sex negative culture. That's like pretty much like very Christian, even though Mm. we shouldn't be like, whatever. Um, So it's like a whole other conversation. Yeah. Yeah. We'll bring you back for that one. (laughs) But like, yeah, none, none of us know this. And like, even like talking to like doctors, sometimes they don't know a lot about STIs. Mm. Like I've talked to, either like during an appointment with like one-on-one, like when I was getting a test, like talking about stuff, like they said something where I was like, that's incorrect. Eek. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's unfortunate. No, like, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. So they need to be educated. I educate my doctor every time I go in there yeah. too. Mm-hmm. You have to. And they're just humans they just, too, you know? Yeah. It's just not their specialty. It's not their focus. If it's not mm-hmm. something that they see in practice often, they're not going to put any energy towards it. And right. so unfortunately they're only going to hyper-focus on what their, their specific department works on. And then also what the drug works, drug rec, drug reps are coming in <laughs> and teaching them. They have no time to yep. really expand their knowledge in other areas. Right. So mm-hmm. it's not their fault, but still. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming. This has been such an enlightening conversation and yeah, really happy to get this information out there. Yeah. And in here, into my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, join in on the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at girlsgonedeep at gmail.com. Our Instagram is girlsgonedeeppodcast. And Save Slut, can you go through your stuff? How can we find you? Yes, there's going to be a lot. My Instagram and TikTok are both safe.slut. My Instagram shop page is safeslut.shop, which is also the name of my website. My OnlyFans is safe slut with a V. My Twitter is safe underscore slut. My YouTube and Patreon are both just safe slut. And then I have a backup on Instagram called safe.slut with two T's. I follow both. Follow both. Follow all of it. And then I also have a Discord that's just safe slut. Um I think that might be it. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. So there's no excuses. Someone yeah. will find you somewhere. <laughs> Every platform. Every platform. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for being here. We had a great